Why, hello there. You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast, and I'm your host, Amy. This is the podcast where we only put out aesthetic vibes. There are too many bad vibes in the universe, so this podcast is dedicated to turning that around and spreading all the positivity. This podcast will focus on all types of relevant and irrelevant topics. Sometimes we dive into the deep and meaningful, and other times they're completely meaningless. But one thing's for sure, you will walk away with a really aesthetic vibe. And I hope I can empower you to build a really aesthetic life. This week we're going to be talking about delete, block and move on. And some things that annoy me to no end. So let's go. first podcasts, I will be focusing on the mindset of delete block and move on. This is a significant topic for me because I'm currently focused on building the life I desire. And I'm on a bit of a journey looking at some of the relationships in my life. And if they're not positive or failing to add value, I'm assessing whether I need to in fact delete block and move on from that relationship. The reason for this particular topic, and really for my podcast, really stems from me taking a pause. At the moment, I'm pressing pause on life. I recently have reflected on my journey of over the past 15 years, and suddenly, it sort of struck me that I've continuously been doing stuff. Continual stuff. No breaks between stuff. Um, talking university degrees, working in a corporate environment, writing books, teaching, and so on. I feel so burnt out. So what I'm doing is taking the time in life to smell the roses for the very first time. And this is giving me that mindset of delete, block, and move on. And it is applying to all aspects of my life. This is a super important topic for me personally because I'm coming to terms with a few things. I need to value my own time as something that's scarce and valuable. I need to ensure that I have peace in life. I need to ensure that my mental health is preserved and prospering. I need to ensure that social media is fun and not something that's stressful to engage with. I need to make sure that all of the relationships in my life are value add and equal. I once saw a quote that said something to the effect of, um, I refuse to let people treat me poorly on my own phone, mobile phone. Ideally, I pay for the phone. It's my possession. So I refuse to let people annoy or anger me on my own device. And that's really stuck with me. Okay, so when does this delete block and move on mindset come into play? So for me, it's when I'm picking up that red flag and continuously waving it. Okay, so what are the red flags? I've got a list. <laughs> let me run through the list. Uh, 
the person doesn't support you. Or maybe they kind of support you, but they're more focused on themselves. When you spend time together, it doesn't feel positive. You walk away feeling drained or negative because that's the mindset that they have. Most conversations are filled with sarcasm or filled with contempt. There's obvious envy or jealousy in the relationship. There are controlling behaviours. You know, uh, I'm your only friend or I'm your partner. You can't speak to those friends or whatever it might be. A feeling of resentment. Uh, dishonesty and this is a big one for me because when I'm hearing lies and often they're over the smallest of things but I will remember something you've said to me six months ago on this particular topic and then if you raise it again and you're saying something completely different I'll be sitting there going what on earth most of the time by the time that I'm seeing red flags I can't even be bothered to call out the lie. I see it, I hear it, can't be bothered, I disengage from the topic. Patterns of disrespect is another one. So forgetting events um, or leaving you waiting when you're meeting up, for example. The idea of constant stress, negative financial behaviours, which I think would be more appropriate in, you know, a relationship of some description that might be romantic and you're sharing finances. Ignoring your needs is another one. So when people dominate the relationship um, and they fail to ask you, hey, what's going on? How was your day? How's life? How's everything? And it's me, 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 me. Or they do ask you those questions with the idea that they actually don't care about your response and they're going to move on from that and start talking about themselves in about 3.5 seconds anyway. Another one is walking on eggshells. I've often had um, relationships where you feel like you're constantly walking on eggshells and you might say something that's going to set the person off. You feel drained, which is a big one for me. If you are engaging in some sort of communication and you honestly just feel so exhausted from even conversing with the person, it's probably a big indicator that something's not right and my red flag is waving. And probably another one um, is when other people in your life are concerned about that relationship or people ask and they go, you know, how is such and such? Are they still carrying on about X, Y, Z? That's a key indicator. That's another red flag. So for me, these red flags are indicating a poor quality relationship. And off the back of that, this generates emotions. And for me, uh, stress is one of them. Burnout with the relationship or anxiety when maybe the person calls or texts. And I've had that where, where I'm simply seeing the person's name on my phone and it induces agitation and so many negative vibes and I often put off the responses sometimes for days or weeks on end um, or my responses are quite short to kind of get the text off my phone <laughs> um, but ideally if you are having anxiety when that person is texting or calling you it's a big red flag I think a lot of the times we like to see the positives in relationships and some of those examples are things like if you're sharing finances with someone, it might be the mindset of, I can't afford to live alone. Um, maybe the person's family and the thought in your mind is, I can't cuddle family. 
maybe it's the fact that you've got this particular friend, but you don't have a lot of other friends, so you can't afford to lose this friend. Maybe it's the feeling of, I don't like being alone. And sometimes it goes even as far as extending into the workplace. And you have those thoughts about, you know, this workplace is toxic. And I will dive into that in a future podcast topic, the whole idea of workplace culture and toxicity. Um, I've got some really good stories that I can share. So for me, I've identified red flags. I'm, I'm feeling all of these emotions. The two things have come together. So I then start to consider, if I don't have that person in my life, what hole might that person leave in my life? And a lot of the times, it's a time thing. So what do I do with that time? I find a hobby, a second job, study, read, paint, absolutely anything. I've also found... A lot of the times when you are removing these poor quality relationships, you're finding you've got so much time. You can put that time into productive activities and get more things done. In this journey, I've also looked towards friendships that are positive and made a bigger effort to spend time with those friends. Because for me, when I'm reflecting on a poor quality relationship and I'm thinking about a friendship... A friendship should be fairly easy. You, you shouldn't feel like you have to work hard at a friendship, you know, to the point where you're maybe feeling exhausted or burnt out. So a toxic or bad quality relationship is so exhausting. Um, after ending a bad quality or a poor quality relationship, I've just spent some time with myself. I put my phone away, turn off my notifications and do some nice things for myself. And when I talk about nice things for myself, I'm talking about shopping because I have a problem. Going out for dinners with my husband. I've started exercising. So I've been progressively cutting out these poor quality relationships for a couple of years now. And I've picked up exercising recently. Who would have thought? What I have realized is I've been so caught up in other people's lives or their neediness for me to be in that relationship with them. Another really important aspect that comes into play when we're talking about poor quality relationships is mental health. I have reflected on how I was feeling having the non-valued people in my life. And when I honestly asked myself, how was I feeling? I was able to identify large feelings of stress, feelings of dread and agitation over the smallest of things. When I truly opened my eyes, I was also able to see how self-obsessed individuals have been over a significant period of time, conversations being one-sided and exhausting. So mental health is a topic that I'm particularly invested in, and I think as we're moving through times, the stigma associated to mental health is starting to decrease dramatically. I do want to dive into mental health as a topic and really unpack it in a future episode, but it's an honorable mention in this week's topic. So just quickly, one in 10 people globally have lived with a mental health disorder. This equates to more than 790 million people globally. 
having a mental health disorder. Employers are now going as far as encouraging their staff to use mental health days to recharge, and they're also training up workplaces in mental health first aid. And this was a new one for me. I had no idea this was happening. I will share a little bit about my journey, but I have been out of a nine to five job for a little while now, spending my time instead doing other things. I'm actually teaching um, at university at the moment. So I set an assessment for my students last term. Uh, Long story short, it was around training. And quite a few of them submitted assessments to me that talked about the mental health first aid training. And I hadn't heard of it until this assessment. And I think it's absolutely brilliant. So for me, mental health has always been a struggle. So I do suffer with a chronic condition that can be highly debilitating. So for me, stability is key. So this means that for me, my time is one of the most valuable assets I have. And I've made the recent decision that I refuse to allow people to waste my time and negatively impact my mental health. As we grow older, there are different priorities that arise. And one priority that keeps coming up for me as an area of focus is peace. There's no room for drama anymore. I wholly and solely am focused on being at peace each and every day. And if someone's disturbing my peace, that needs to be addressed. Another consideration which comes to mind is the idea of competition in relationships. And this is something that frustrates me to no end. Um, We will talk about this in greater detail in a future podcast. But in a healthy, good relationship, there shouldn't be competition. You should be behind each other, cheering and congratulating each other on achievements throughout life. Nothing is more exhausting than competition because at the end of the day, the only person you should be competing with is yourself and being a better version of yourself. There are other relationships where you might ask yourself the question, can this relationship be fixed? And really, in order to successfully fix, if you like, a relationship, you both need to be invested in fixing it. It can't be one-sided. Both parties need to willingly take responsibility for the part that they've played in the situation. Both parties need to be willing to invest in change within the relationship and themselves. And both parties need to shift from blame to understanding. And if you're seeing a lot of those red flags that I mentioned before, you might not have mutual buy-in. Sometimes the relationships can't be repaired. And this is where I've landed quite a few times. Um, In some instances, I've been able to fix relationships with people. For others, it's just not been worth it. And, And that's where, for me, the mindset of delete, block and move on comes in. At the end of the day, I need to remind myself that I hold the power in my life and I deserve the best. Because life's too short to be surrounded with people who don't add value to your life. Or, better yet, bring negativity. When I think about negativity... I was working in a corporate environment for many years, which was a very negative environment. A lot of toxicity, high levels of competition. It was a really tough place to work. And what I'm going to talk about next week is the idea of selling your soul in a corporate environment. 
and I will dive into this more deeper, but the toxic nature of the environment was so negative for so long for me that taking a break has really opened my eyes because at the time I didn't think it was a negative environment. I actually thought that that was normal. That's a normal environment, but it in fact is not, and it was not. But now being out of it and reflecting, I sort of asked myself, why didn't you leave sooner? What, what, what were you thinking, girl? What were you thinking? I've also recently come to the decision that it's better to not have people around rather than have poor quality relationships around that are stressful. Another concept and thought process that came up for me when I was thinking about this topic is social media. I found opening Instagram was stressful for me. I was seeing so much negativity or false lives that when you look at them, it's kind of depressing. You know that there's a lot of falseness behind what's being posted. Um, But you are looking at these lives going, oh my God, this person is in this amazing country living this amazing life. And what am I doing? I'm going to work in my nine to five. (laughs) So I decided to do a social media cleanse. To be clear, when I talk about social media, I don't have a lot of social media. (laughs) I've got an Instagram, which I use. I have a TikTok which I've never posted a video on because I legitimately don't know how to post a video. I'm sure it's not complicated. Um, But ideally for me, so I'm talking about my social media detox. I'm really just talking about Instagram. So um, I decided to do a mass unfollow. I looked at the, the volume of people I was following and I thought to myself, okay, You're on your phone opening up an app that's making you feel depressed. You've got two options. Shut the app down or fix what's going on on the app. And I don't really want to shut it down because I do enjoy posting the occasional picture um, of myself or something random. So um, I decided to do the mass unfollow. Okay, so (laughs) note to self, if you ever need to do a mass unfollow, it is a huge task. So Instagram has a maximum number of actions that you can undertake um, every hour. And I think it's something like 200 unfollows. And that sounds like a lot. But it kind of wasn't for me and the volume of people that I was following. So Instagram kind of freezes and waits for the time to lapse. um, And then you can go ahead and do some more unfollowing. But due to the large number of accounts I was following, I actually had to download an app and schedule the unfollows over several days. I can now confidently say I am seeing only the things I want to see. I'm seeing curated pictures that are targeted towards me and how I'm feeling. I'm not seeing the negativity. And if I do see the negativity, unfollow. Simple. Unfollow. Move on. But ideally, I am shaping the way I engage with social media rather than the other way around. So I've gone through this process, I've deleted, I've blocked and I've started to move on from so many instances. As I've mentioned, I've mentioned friendships, relationships, the workplace and social media. 
<laughs> but what I decided to do was I finished my cleanse recently of it's time to flush everything out of my life and then I decided to sage my house and remove all the feelings of negativity and frustration and I don't know if I fully believe that the act of saging works however it was a very uh, refreshing moment because I felt like it was time to restart and overall the mood and the feeling in my house has improved it could just be that my mindset has improved rather than anything else Um, but it's made me feel better my new focus is to spread and attract only aesthetic vibes which is the idea behind this podcast With all of the negativity in the world and all of the sadness and all of the horror and all of the fear, we need to embrace positivity in any form that we possibly can. And we need to walk away stronger, happier and in control of our own destiny. And that's what the focus of this podcast will be. It's all around looking at maybe challenging circumstances and turning it around and saying, what can I learn from this? What can I take away from this? How do I empower myself and how do I do better? And how can I be happier? So in conclusion, if you too are in a similar situation, it might be time to take a look at the people in your life and detox from anyone who's detracting from your life. Just remember, you do hold the key to your happiness. So I'm on this journey, taking back my power and building the life I desire. And I'm employing the delete block and move on mindset as a critical component in my life. So I'm encouraging you to do the same. Have those people around you who add value. If you're on this journey already, I'm sending all of you the positive vibes. If you're about to embark on this journey, I'm sending you all the strength to take your power and build the most aesthetic life. I always want to close out the podcast with something light because as I've mentioned, there is so much heaviness in the world. And I want you to come here and be able to take away something positive, something to improve your day, something to put a smile on your face. So let me talk about really trivial things that annoy me to no end. So the first one is people chewing with their mouths open. For some reason, this has always been something that sends me into a rage. Um, And funnily enough, there's a condition for this called misophonia, and it's defined as a condition where individuals experience intense anger and disgust when they're confronted with sounds made by other human beings, such as chewing, lip smacking, and breathing. (laughs) So, (laughs) must admit, (laughs) when I read the breathing part of the condition, it kind of sent me over the edge. Uh, We kind of need to breathe to live. And how would you tell someone that their breathing was making you angry 
and to please tone it down when you're breathing. <laughs> oh, hilarious, hilarious. Um, and on the topic of chewing with your mouth open, I'm curious, can you actually train animals like your pets to chew quietly? Because my dog chews really loud and it really sends me into a rage. So it might be something that I need to Google later. So the second is um, my glasses being dirty or fogged up. So I wear glasses. I can't see. I am blind. I have to wear them all day everywhere. Um, uh, they're, <laughs> this is a little embarrassing. Um, they're multifocal glasses because my vision is completely destroyed short distance and long distance. Uh, so I was sold these alleged special lenses, which are supposed to be dirt resistant. Um, turns out they're not. <laughs> dirt loves my glasses. My dog also has a tendency of running and jumping on me. And nine out of ten times he will lick my glasses or run his nose across it. Um, and so I get really, really ragey when they get dirty. Um, I also get ragey when my glasses fog up. And so this has been a huge challenge over the past two years, two plus years, um, because we've been wearing masks everywhere we go. So every time I take a breath, it fogs up my glasses and then I go ragey. And I've tried the twist the straps around your ears thing. Doesn't work. Um, so I have, <laughs> I have no control over the internal rage I get when my glasses fog up <laughs> or are dirty. Um, to a normal person, probably doesn't make an ounce of sense. They're probably thinking, just clean them, um, you'll be fine. But for me, uh, sends me all the rage. Another thing that sends me ragey is sitting in a nail or hair salon. Stupid. So... I get really, really ragey when I'm sitting waiting. And I always think to myself, I could be doing so much more with this time. But in all truthfulness, I would likely be laying on the lounge at home doing very minimal with this time. It used to really send me crazy when I was studying one of my million degrees <laughs> or writing my thesis. That's kind of where it got to me the most. Um, because I really did have time to do other things. I have a little bit more available time now, um, and I'll talk to you about that in a future podcast. It really bothers me a lot, and I will wait at least six months before I have to get my hair done. Um, and as for nails, I will not walk into a nail salon. There's no one on this planet. I had my hair done a couple of weeks back, and I was in the salon for about six hours, and by the time I left, I was rage-induced. Like, I needed to get out of there and go and pour myself a glass of wine. An honourable mention goes out to cutlery making noise when it's being put away. My husband can be putting the cutlery away really quietly. But if one fork makes the smallest of noise, 
I will turn ragey. I usually say something like, oh my God, why are you making so much noise? And my husband will break his head around the kitchen and be like, huh? That was not noise. Uh, totally ridiculous and small, but sends me into a crazy ass rage. So to sum it up, don't make noise around me. Don't let my glasses get dirty and don't make me wait or you will experience the inevitable rage of Amy. Tell me, what are your completely randomly normal things in life that really bother you for no apparent reason? Do you have similar pet peeves or am I the only weirdo with these? Thank you for dropping by and spending time with me today. Join me next week when I unpack the topic of selling your soul to corporate life and things I can't live without. In the meantime, you can reach me on my socials at Aesthetic Vibe Pod or drop me an email at Aesthetic Vibes Podcast at Outlook.com. Until next time, bye! Thank you.